Welcome back to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast where we read through the whole Bible every year. We follow the weekly Torah portions and read through uh, portions from the prophets, the writings, and the apostles daily as well. I'm Johanna, your reader today. Today is Monday, the 12th of June and the 23rd of Sivan on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, Mordecai wrote to everyone in the Medo-Persian Empire concerning the king's decree that the Jews could defend themselves, Esther 8-9. So the king's scribes were called at that time in the third month, that is the month Sivan, on the 23rd day, And it was written according to all that Mordechai commanded to the Jews, the satraps, the governors, and the princes of the provinces which extended from India to Ethiopia. This week our parasha, our portion from the Torah, is called Shlach, which means send. And today we're going to read Bamidbar, or Numbers, 13.21-14.7. through Before we get into the readings, however, let's take a minute first to bless God, to thank Him for giving us His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Sin to Rechov, to the entrance of Hamat. They went up by the south and came to Hevon and Achiman, Sheshai and Talmai. The children of Anak were there. Now Hevon was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. They came to the valley of Eshkol and cut down from there a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bore it on a staff between two. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the clusters which the sons of Israel cut down from there. They returned from spying out the land at the end of forty days. They went and came to Moshe, to Aharon, and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, to the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word to them and to all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. They told him and said, We came to the land where you sent us. Surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Amalek dwells in the land of the south, the Hittite, the Jebusite, and the Amorite dwell in the hill country. The Canaanite dwells by the sea and along the side of the Jordan. Then Caleb stilled the people before Moshe and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who went up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. 
they brought up an evil report of the land which they had spied out to the sons of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that eats up its inhabitants. And all the people who we saw in it are men of great stature. There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Then all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the sons of Israel murmured against Moshe and against Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, We wish that we had died in the land of Egypt, or that we had died in this wilderness. Why does the Lord bring us to this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will be captured or killed. Would it not be better for us to return into Egypt? They said to one another, Let us choose a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moshe and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the sons of Israel. Yehoshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Yephuneh, who were of those who spied out the land, tore their clothes. They spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. That was Numbers 13.21-14.7. through 14, 7. Today our portion from the prophets is Jeremiah or Yirmiyahu 33. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Yirmiyahu the second time, while he was still locked up in the court of the guard, saying, This is what the Lord says who made it, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me. And I will answer you, and will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Concerning the houses of this city, and concerning the houses of the kings of Judah, which are broken down, to make a defense against the mounds and against the sword, while men come to fight with the Kastim, and to fill them with the dead bodies of men, whom I have killed in my anger and in my wrath, and for all whose wickedness I have hidden my face from this city. Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them, and I will reveal to them abundance of peace and truth. I will cause the captivity of Yehuda and the captivity of Israel to return, and will build them as at the first. I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me. I will pardon all their iniquities by which they have sinned against me and by which they have transgressed against me. This city will be to me for a name of joy, for praise, and for glory before all the nations of the earth, which will hear all the good that I do to them, and will fear and tremble for all the good and for all the peace that I provide to it. This is what the Lord says. Yet again, 
There will be heard in this place about which you say, It is waste without man and without animal in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem that are desolate without man and without inhabitant and without animal. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who say, Give thanks to the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. As they bring thank offerings into the house of the Lord, for I will cause the captivity of the land to be reversed as at the first, says the Lord. This is what the Lord of hosts says. Yet again, there will be in this place which is waste, without man and without animal, and in all its cities, a habitation of shepherds causing their flocks to lie down. In the cities of the hill country, in the cities of the lowland, in the cities of the south, in the land of Benjamin, in the places around Yerushalayim, and in the cities of Yehudah, the flocks will again pass under the hands of him who counts them, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will perform that good word which I have spoken concerning the house of Israel and concerning the house of Yehudah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a branch of righteousness to grow up to David. He will execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Yehuda will be saved, and Yerushalayim will dwell safely. This is the name by which she will be called, the Lord our righteousness. For this is what the Lord says, David will never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel. And the Levitical Kohanim will never lack a man before me to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, and to do sacrifice continually. And the word of the Lord came to Yirmiyahu, saying, This is what the Lord says, If you can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, so that there will not be day and night in their time. Then may my covenant also be broken with David, my servant, that he will not have a son to reign on his throne, and with the Levites, the Kohanim, my ministers. As the host of heaven cannot be counted, and the sand of the sea cannot be measured, so I will multiply the offspring of David, my servant, and the Levites who ministered to me. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Yirmiyahu, saying, Do not consider what this people have spoken, saying, Has the Lord cast off the two families which he chose? Thus they despise my people, that they should be no more a nation before them. This is what the Lord says, if my covenant of day and night fails, if I have not appointed the ordinances of heaven and earth, then I will also cast away the offspring of Yaakov and of David my servant, so that I will not take of his offspring to be rulers over the offspring of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. For I will cause their captivity to be reversed, 
and will have mercy on them. That was Jeremiah 33, and today's portion from the writings is Daniel 9. In the first year of Daravish, the son of Ahashverosh, of Median descent, who was made king over the realm of the Kastim, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years about which the word of the Lord came to Yeremiahu the prophet, for the accomplishing of the desolation of Yerushalayim, seventy years. I set my face toward the Lord God to seek by prayer and petitions with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, who keeps covenant and loving kindness with those who love him and keep his mitzvot, we have sinned and have dealt perversely and have done wickedly and have rebelled, even turning aside from your mitzvot and your judgments. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us, confusion of face as it is today, to the men of Yehuda, and to the inhabitants of Yerushalayim, and to all Israel, who are near and who are far off, through all the countries where you have driven them because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against you. Lord, to us belongs confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his Torah, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. All Israel have transgressed your Torah, turning aside that they should not obey your voice. Therefore the curse and the oath written in the Torah of Moshe, your servant, the servant of God, has been poured out on us, for we have sinned against him. He has confirmed his words which he spoke against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing on us a great evil. For under the whole heaven such has not been done as has been done to Yerushalayim. As it is written in the Torah of Moshe, all this evil has come upon us. Yet we have not entreated the favor of the Lord our God, that we should turn from our iniquities and have discernment in your truth. Therefore the Lord has watched over the evil and brought it on us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he does, and we have not obeyed his voice. And now, Lord our God, who has brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and have gotten yourself renown as it is today, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. Lord, according to all your righteousness, let your anger and please 
Let your wrath be turned away from your city, Yerushalayim, your holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Yerushalayim and your people have become a reproach to all who are around us. Now therefore, our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his petitions, and for your sake, O Lord, Cause your face to shine on your, on your sanctuary that is desolate. My God, turn your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our petitions before you for our righteousness, but for your great mercy's sake. Lord, hear. Lord, forgive. Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. While I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening offering. He instructed me and talked with me and said, O oh, Daniel, I have now come to give you wisdom and understanding. At the beginning of your petitions, the word went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved." Therefore consider the matter and understand the vision. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish transgression, to put an end to sin, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore, and discern that from the going out of the commandment to restore and to build Yerushalayim to the Mashiach, the Prince, will be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. It will be built again with street and moat, even in troubled times. And after the sixty-two weeks, Mashiach will be cut off and will have nothing. And the people of the prince who come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end will be with a flood, and war will be even to the end. Desolations are determined, and he will make a firm covenant with many for one week. In the middle of the week, he will cause the sacrifice and the offering to cease. On the wing of abominations will come one who makes desolate, and to the full end, and that determined, wrath will be poured out on the desolate. That was Daniel 9. And now our final portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 28. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you, the good news which I preach to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold firmly the word which I preach to you, 
unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Messiah died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Kepha, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to over five hundred brothers at once, most of whom remain until now, but some have also fallen asleep. Then he appeared to Yaakov, then to all the emissaries, and last of all, as to the child born at the wrong time, he appeared to me also. For I am the least of the emissaries, who is not worthy to be called an emissary, because I persecuted the assembly of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace, which was given to me, was not futile. But I worked more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Whether then it is I or they, so we proclaim, and so you believed. Now if Messiah is preached, that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, neither has Messiah been raised. And if Messiah has not been raised, then our proclaiming is in vain, and your faith also is in vain. Yes, we are found false witnesses of God, because we testified about God that he raised up Messiah, whom he did not raise up if it is so that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, neither has Messiah been raised. And if Messiah has not been raised, your faith is vain. You are still in your sins. Then they also who are fallen asleep in Messiah have perished. If we have only hoped in Messiah in this life, we are of all men most pitiable. But now Messiah has been raised from the dead. He became the firstfruits of those who are fallen asleep. For since death came by man, the resurrection of the dead also came by man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Mashiach all will be made alive. But each in his own order, Messiah the firstfruits, then those who belong to Messiah at his coming. Then the end comes, when he will deliver up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he will have abolished all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. For he has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says, all things are put in subjection, it is evident that he is accepted who subjected all things to him. Now when all things have been subjected to him, then the Son will also himself be subjected to him who subjected all things to him, that God may be all in all. That was 1 Corinthians 15, 1-28. And if you are reading through the Apostles twice in this year's reading cycle, you'll be reading Mark 15 today also. That concludes our readings for today. 
I pray that the scriptures were a blessing to your spirit, that you were encouraged, and that the life of God is in your heart from hearing his word. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.